Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On our Oakwood Hardulas talking text line, covers the Tulane Green Wave, does a fantastic job, Gary Smith. Gary, thanks so much for joining us. Since the last time we've talked, at least the string is broken. Uh, 53 games against ranked opponents. Yeah. We, we had on Coach Hunter during the last week, and he was like, we just mm-hmm. need to win that. Just need to break that streak and finally gets it. 81-79 yeah. win over Memphis. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good time to be a Tulane fan. This is my fourth radio show of the day, and when I took over the beat about 10 to 12 years ago, I was lucky to do four radio interviews in a year. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, that, was, they had to, they, that had to happen, and Ron Hunter admitted. I'd asked him the day before the game, is this a must-win? And he did, his, you know, he did the usual coach speak with me about how all games are important. His first comment after the game was that I lied to you. This was a must-win, <laughs> that they had to win it because they it, it doesn't turn around this season. Um, they're at the point now where to get, they want to make the NCAA tournament, and the only way they're going to get to the NCAA tournament is to win the American Athletic Conference tournament. But it just validates everything that he's been doing, everything they've been saying about what they're capable of doing. And they'd had such a heartbreaking loss against Florida Atlantic 10 days earlier, another ranked team, to, to, to get this win which should just do wonders for their, for their confidence going forward. And, uh, Gary, uh, I, I trust your opinion. Uh, you look at last year, the run that Florida mm-hmm. Atlantic went on. Uh, yeah. How would you compare, like, Florida Atlantic and Memphis? Are, are they uh, very yeah. similar or, or, or what? How would you compare that when Tulane's facing them? I've been labeled the Florida Atlantic spokesman because I'm, I'm all in on Florida Atlantic. Um, I think Florida Atlantic's a little bit better than Memphis, but Tulane matches up well with Florida Atlantic because Florida Atlantic, like Tulane, is an undersized team that doesn't rebound particularly well. And when Tulane ran into Houston the last couple of years, I mean, Tulane could have played Houston 100 times and they were never going to beat them because of the matchup problems. Memphis is a little bit more like Houston in terms of their size, but they're not as good as Houston. But that was what made it such an impressive win yesterday because Memphis' center blocked seven shots in the first half alone. Um, Tulane wasn't used to that kind of size and athletic ability inside. And Tulane was able to just kept coming at him, kept coming at him, got him in foul trouble late and scored over him for the go ahead basket near the end of the game, then fouled him out on the next possession. Um, so matchup wise, I think Tulane matches up a little bit better with Florida Atlantic. I do think Florida, I don't, I'm not sure this Memphis team is a great team. They're, they're a good team though. And, and certainly they've got the name Memphis on their Jersey, which brings a lot of cachet. Um, and it, it, it was an impressive win. One of the things, Gary, that last week we saw, man, and I don't ever remember it happening, 
certainly in the transfer portal era where you're mm-hmm. getting all these four- and five-star recruits uh, to go to Tulane. And, you know, the one guy I, I got to see play a lot, Chaz Preston, um, still living on the bayou. I saw all those River Parish mm-hmm. players, and Chaz was – I, my best description of him is if you watch Jarvis Landry at Lecce, mm-hmm. he was similar to that at St. James. Contested okay. catches. He had that ability to get himself between the ball and the defender and always come down with it. Great competitor, data former uh, college player. His brother was at Mississippi State as a defensive back. That was a big catch because when he came out, I remember doing the interview with Chaz. You know, it was LSU-Alabama. It was those two teams vying for Chaz at the end. And now he ends up at, at, at Tulane and part of a rotation at wide receiver, which has taken some hits uh, mm-hmm. in the transfer portal. That was a huge get to get Chaz Preston. It, it, it was tremendous. And, guys, that was, there was, it was a two-hour span last Monday that was unlike any I've seen since I started covering Tulane, and it's not even close. I had told my wife, I'm not working today, honey. I'm, I've got free time. I can, do, I can do errands, whatever you need me to do. And then I checked, my, and then I checked Twitter, <laughs> and, and uh, my, my plans changed for the day because they not only got Chaz Preston, they got uh, Mario Williams from USC, um, and, uh, and, and, and they got a, a recruit from high school, um, Jaden Lewis from Anniston, Alabama, defensive back, who's the highest ranked straight from high school player that Tulane has gotten to commit since Darian Monroe back in 2012. <laughs> it, it was just a remarkable two hours. And you're right. I mean, you know, it's in your chat. Chaz Preston did not catch a pass in two years at Alabama. Now they've got a lot of good receivers there, but coming out of high school, he was the 45th ranked player in the, in, in the country at any position um, by rivals.com. Um, Mario Williams, um, who had a pretty poor year at USC. There's a, usually a reason you're getting transfers from big time programs um, like that was the 15th ranked player coming out of high school in the country. That, that that's, that's, uh, that's territory Tulane has not uh, dabbled in before. It was, it was just, a, it was a remarkable day. And with, with, Preston coming home back to his home state, I, I think I think you're going to see huge, huge things out of him, probably from Mario Williams too. Uh, John Sumrall's recruiting in different just different territory than uh, than than Willie Fritz did, and, and you can credit Willie Fritz for that. Winning 23 games in two years has really changed the landscape for Tulane. And you know, uh, Gary, I've been waiting to ask you this because uh, mm-hmm. I want your take on this. I don't know. This looks like, oh, this is definitely, you know, taking a step back. Uh, I'm looking at Ty Thompson, a five-star recruit out of high school, was rated number 10 overall prospect in the nation by rivals in 2021. Uh, Then he's gone in a wave. He had spent three years with the Oregon Ducks. Mm -hmm. And uh, you look, Tulane beat out numerous power five schools who wanted him. He's six foot four uh, from Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, look, uh, look, uh, and I'm looking at like Bo Nix. He played behind Bo Nix. We all know what yeah. Bo Nix, going from Oregon uh, to Oregon, what he did. Uh, but uh, I'm looking at uh, the past two seasons: 42 of 66, 456 yards, six touchdowns, four interceptions. So he has played in actual games. He appeared in 17 games. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, might say, well, why didn't he play? Well, he's behind Bo Nix. And look what Bo yeah, Nix yeah. did. I, I, I'm really encouraged what Ty Thompson yeah. might do in a Green Wave uniform. Exactly. And, yeah, like you said, number 10. So that's three top 45 players that Tulane's gotten, and they'd had none in the top 100 
since I've been covering the team. I mean, not even uh, it's just, just remarkable. The only con- and I agree with you. I think Ty Thompson's probably going to do incredible at Tulane. The only concern with him at all is Oregon did not clearly they did not think he was going to be their guy next year with with uh, Bo Nix leaving because they they got Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback, to transfer, and they got a freshman from UCLA to transfer at quarterback in there. So they certainly weren't giving him the <laughs> him the job. I think Dylan Gabriel is going to be the clear front runner there next year so they after three years weren't convinced that ty thompson could be their their guy but he was an absolute he was incredible coming out of high school um john sarmel has a lot of confidence in what his new offensive coordinator joe craddock can do and uh yeah this guy his ratings are are they're off the charts compared to any any anyone that tulane's had since i've covered him pretty crazy part you know he's been the manning back-to-back years Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been demanding passing academy back to back years. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I can't. I mean, I, you know, you, you wonder, you wonder how Kai Horton felt. He, he, a couple of days earlier, he had decided he'd come back out of the transfer portal to stay at Tulane. <laughs> um, uh, but because uh, I think Mr. T- I think Mr. Thompson's going to enter. It's going to be an open competition. But but give, given his pedigree, you you you, you got to like his chances. And uh, I, I know Tulane's coaches are incredibly excited about what this guy can do. We're back here on Second Guest Show. Mike to take you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aver. We had some technical difficulties, so. Gary, I'll throw the question back out to you. What do you expect in February uh, for the signing period, for the Green Wave? Uh, It was a short class in December, and you understand that with the coaching change. But with the transfer portal and maybe looking around to find some high school young men that maybe from the Alabama panhandle area of Florida or from Louisiana developmental type guys, what do you expect in the February period signing-wise for uh, John Summerall in the Green Wave. Yeah, yeah I, I, I talked to Summerall on Wednesday, and he's not anticipating a whole lot more for that period. Um, you know, again, he got he, he, the, the big one he got was Jaden Lewis, the the cornerback from from Alabama, um, highest rated player since Darian Monroe in 2012. But you know, they they filled a lot of spots with the with the with the transfer portal, and like you said, if it's a guy he thinks can help him win. Um, he'll bring them in. Um, they're still looking for an edge rusher, either either out of the transfer portal or, or 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 out of high school. I think that's their biggest need left. They signed an offensive. They got an offensive lineman from Western Kentucky. They they look. They, Sincere Hainsworth is gone at center. Tulane um, signed a, a center who started every game for Western Kentucky the past two years and was originally recruited to South Carolina and had offers from Florida and schools like that out of high school. So he filled most of his needs. As you know, with high school recruiting, that takes time. It doesn't matter how good a recruiter you are. When you just start, that ain't easy for that first signing class. So I, I don't anticipate too many I, other than Jaden Lewis. I don't anticipate maybe maybe one more high school guy for, for, for February in, in that class. But uh, uh, next year will be a much, much different story. Now, uh, Gary, I don't know if you prepared for this, uh, but you know everything Tulane. Uh, we talked about football. We talked about basketball. Uh, because we love baseball in these parts. You know, mm-hmm. hey, day I can remember when LSU, UNO, and uh, Tulane, they were all relevant. Uh, but, but what is your, um, I don't know, prediction or expectations for Tulane baseball? We all know where well, LSU's at. And uh, so right. what's your expectation with that? <laughs> it's a concern. Look, obviously, Tulane ran through the AAC tournament and got to the Baton Rouge Regional last year. 
But I'll tell you what the the fellow coaches think about about Tulane's baseball team. That uh, I think there's um, ten teams in the conference this year, and Tulane was picked ninth out of ten teams going into the season. So the coach, I don't think the coaches were too convinced uh, <laughs> by by that by that run that Jay Ullman's squad had in the uh, in the in Clearwater in the conference tournament last year. It, it's so hard to judge with baseball. Tulane has a whole new pitching staff, which they needed to have. Um, their pitching was pretty wretched last year for the, for the most part. Um, and they brought in a ton of new guys and it's going to totally depend on how those guys pan out as to whether this team can exceed expectations. But I'm sure Tulane, the Tulane baseball team thinks they're going to do a lot better than those projections. But the, but, but outside the, the expert, you know, Tulane's coming off the, the worst season percentage wise and in, in, in that, that it's basically ever had. So there's a lot, there's a lot of room to grow in the second year under Jay Ullman. Gary, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it, bud. Always great information. So thank you so much. And hopefully you don't have no more shows after this one. <laughs> I, I, think I, I, think four is the, I think four is the limit, but I always make time for you guys. Okay, you hit the limit <laughs> on four. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, thanks for having me on. All right, Gary Smith does a great job covering the, uh, the Tulane program uh, for the uh, Times Picayune Baton Rouge Advocate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.